You are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all of Major League Baseball, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the luxurious Locked On MLB studios in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just a line drive from Sunken Diamond, the baseball home of the Stanford Cardinals. Hey, this is a reminder to tell you that this show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be, uh, where was I? So be there. Do that. Get rewarded. And this podcast is available on the Himalaya podcasting app. It's also available on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, all the places you get podcasts. Check us out at LockedOnMLB.com. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB or one of the other terrific podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnMLB. Follow us, same handle, at Instagram. And you can follow me at Sully Baseball or at Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Hey, uh, I got something I want to tell you. And check out LockedOnMLB on Twitter and on Instagram, me at Sully Baseball, because we're going to be doing something a little interesting for tomorrow's podcast. Today's Monday. It's the 17th day of June. We're getting We're in mid-June right now. Season's flying by. But for Tuesday's show, it's going to be on a little bit later, and I'm going to be doing a live Q&A podcast. So tweet your tweet your questions at me, and I'm going to be posting stuff to explain where to go, where to send it, how to do it, where to look for it, all the cool stuff. We're figuring it out right now, but we want to do a live show a live Q&A show where I'm answering your questions as they're coming in. So uh, later in this podcast, I'm going to give a little more information on how we're going to do that once I figure it out myself. But hey, uh, it's a little bit of a, uh, it's going to be a fun little curveball that I'm throwing in for this week's show. And maybe it's something that we'll, uh, we'll continue doing. I have to say something. Will you allow me to say something? I have to say something. Uh, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was one of the wildest, weirdest, wackiest weekends, there's a lot of W's there, of baseball that I've seen in a long, long time. I mean, first of all, let's get down to the first thing we've got to say. I mean, uh, the Rockies and the Padres... You don't often start things with Rockies and Padres, but do you know what? The Rockies and the Padres combined for the biggest run total of a regular season series since 1929, which goes to show you how it's the highest. They combined for 92 runs in a four-game series. In a four-game series, I believe that's the highest ever. And it's uh, 
the previous, so yeah, broke the record. The previous record, I'm sorry, I'm looking this up at CBSSports.com. Forgive me, I'm doing five things at once. The the Rockies and the Padres, who I thought the Padres were going to get their first no-hitter in their franchise history. So I, I was wrong about that. On Thursday, it was a 9-6 to final for Colorado. Ah, just your typical game at Coors. That was the pitcher's duel of this series. Friday was a 16-12, to 12-inning game that defied logic and explanation. In that game, the San Diego Padres scored six runs, six runs in the top of the ninth to tie the game, and five runs in the 12th inning to take the lead. That's 11 unanswered runs. I don't care if you're playing in Coors Field. I don't care if you're playing uh, Atari baseball. I don't care if you're playing kickball. I don't care what you're doing. You score six runs at the top of the ninth to win, to, to send the game into extras. That is beyond bananas. If there is a term for this, it's beyond bananas. Then the next day, a conventional 14-8 Rockies win. And then there was Sunday. Ho-hum, only four runs in the top of the ninth to take the lead for San Diego. Wearing those awful Father's Day blue hats. So, Colorado lost two games where they had gigantic leads in the ninth inning and they split this series. San Diego, who's, I mean, I, you know I, I'm always going to predict. I mean, I, I, I hope you've picked up a little bit what I'm doing right now. And I am going to make a prediction about the game as San Diego's playing Milwaukee that Joey Lucchese will throw the first no-hitter in the history of the San Diego Padres tonight. Okay? I'll make that prediction. But when you let up that many runs as the Padres pitchers got, you know, as much as they let up, and you walk away with a split, then you strut around like a peacock. San Diego is hovering in the periphery of the wild card. As I'm doing this right now, they are four and a half games behind Philadelphia. Ooh, I'm getting to them. But the Padres... The fact that they can walk away with two wins after that horrific pitching performance that they got this weekend, they just got to be ha- happy they get out with their, their, you know, with their pride. But Colorado is currently two games out of a wild card spot, two games behind the Phillies. That's significant right now because they just blew two games that they had no business, business losing. I just bit the side of my cheek talking about this. Colorado should be tied for a wild card spot right now, and they're not. Now, before you start going, hey, Sully, there's, there's just a little under two-thirds of the season left. We're not even at the halfway mark. A lot can happen. Yes, I know that. But keep in mind a couple other things. When these games add up, and you look back at, oh, man, if only this, that, or the other thing happened. 
For Colorado, that's meaningful. It could be the difference between them being a wild card team for the third straight year or not. A game here or a game there. And when you have, I don't know, a six-run lead at home in the ninth, a three-run lead at home in the ninth, two, two of those games within three days... If they're looking at how they're if they're if they're missing the postseason by a game or two, you look back at these and go like, oh man, if only we'd close the deal on those. Wade Davis. Remember Wade Davis? Wade Davis, fine career, was on the mound when the Royals clinched the 2015 World Series, and I have nothing but respect for Wade Davis, who I believe was actually the MVP of that Royals team in the postseason. Because it was basically just steal bases, take that extra, run dashing home. The the Royals had amazingly daring base running that entire postseason. And the whole idea was just get the lead by any means necessary and hand the ball to Davis. And that year he was unstoppable. Well, now he's kind of sort of stoppable. And I look back and I remember there was a point... A similar run last year, and and where he blew a big save uh, against the St. Louis Cardinals on August second. He blew another lead in the ninth inning and lost the game to Milwaukee the very next day. And then three days after that, no, I'm sorry, six days after that, lost another game where we laid up three runs in one third of an inning to Los Angeles. We laid up two runs. Now, why am I bringing that up? Because those were three games in a seven-game stretch where they handed him the ball and he wet the bed big time. In that in a compact period of time in last, se- last year's uh, run. And the Rockies finished the season dead even with Los Angeles and had to play the tiebreaker game with L.A. And they lost the tiebreaker game. They wound up winning the wild card game, but they drew the Brewers in the division series and were smacked around. I absolutely believe that if the Rockies won the division, which would have been their first division title in their history, I believe they would have smacked around the Braves. I also think the Dodgers and the Brewers would have, uh, there was a great series in the NLCS. It would have been a great series in the division series. The Rockies could have had a significantly different postseason last year if they had won one more game out of 162. And I look back at that stretch where they had leads, they gave it three times, gave it to Wade Davis in a stretch and blew it. If he had only blown two instead of three, the Rockies would have won the National League West. And here we have a situation where there was a avalanche, which is their hockey team in Colorado, and an avalanche of runs against the San Diego Padres, and they could only maintain a split. Remember these games if the Rockies fall short. And oh, speaking of remember these games, hello, Philadelphia. How do you do? The Philadelphia Phillies blew... An unblowable lead on Friday night. It was a slow motion car crash. It was the Hindenburg. 
it was iceberg straight ahead and not even turning. You just, let's go straight onto that damn iceberg. And you could see it happening as the Braves just get hit, two out hit after two out hit after two out hit. You go, they're losing this game. There's no way they're winning this game. And lo and behold, boom, hit came in, the walk off. Now, granted, give the Phillies credit, and this is what baseball is. They came from behind the next day after that devastating loss, and they won the game. And I gave them a little bit of credit. I said, hey, look at that. What if they came back and won this series against Atlanta, even though they started this series with a devastating collapse in the ninth inning? Nope, they lost 15 to 1. 15 to 1. The Phillies' comeback on Saturday was an aberration. I just did a guest spot on Baseball uh, PhD, which is a wonderful podcast. Go check it out. And when we started talking, the Phillies and Braves were dead even. Well, now the Phillies are behind by two and a half games and are falling into the wild card pack and are looking as Colorado and Arizona are hot on their heels. And when you take a look, if the Phillies fall short, remember that collapse of a game. All sorts of crazy comebacks were going on this weekend. The The Dodgers had a lead late in the, on Saturday, and the Cubs came from behind to win that. There was a there was a, wild, a couple of wild games between the the Yankees and the uh, the Chicago White Sox. You had a, a, a big comeback by the Tampa Bay Rays against the Angels, where the Angels had a four nothing lead, and then all of a sudden everything collapsed, everything fell apart for the Angels, and the Twins continued to win until sat until Sunday, and I was convinced they were going to win that game just just the way that they rallied. The Giants rallied somehow against the uh, the Brewers on Saturday. It was just. Everything just seemed to go a little bit crazy. And, of course, the Mets started this weekend with losing the suspended game, of which they had a lead in the ninth, and then had a big lead going into the late innings uh, in on Friday and then letting up a three-run homer to Dexter Fowler. And the Mets are right now just floundering with... Uh, you know, currently three games under 500. And the Nats are currently five games under 500. And nobody, and I mean nobody, can explain to me how those managers still have their jobs. And oh yeah, the Red Sox wound up sweeping a series with involved a couple of comfort behind wins against the Baltimore Orioles and a game of which the Red Sox bullpen let up two home runs in the bottom of the 10th and still won the game. That's strange. Well, I'll tell you something else that's strange after this break, that a team that is staring in the mirror of whether or not they should trade away some of their veterans have found themselves also in a position where they can get back into the playoff hunt. All right, I know my mom is listening to this, so mom, just do me a favor and skip ahead a little bit. That'd be great. Thanks. All right, everybody else, let's talk about sex. Good, ready-to-go sex. Now, you can increase your performance and build up your confidence. Everyone but my mom, listen up. I'm talking about BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings the first chewable 
with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra Cialis, so you know they work. Take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach, while stuck in traffic after a Dodger game. I don't judge. They're chewable, and they work twice as fast as the pills, so you know you'll be ready quicker than a manager can make a pitching change. Now, everyone I know has tested it, and I have many trustworthy friends who confide with me very personal details. They all tell me it gives them a little extra and it works great. Now, we baseball fans, we know all about getting a little edge with performance enhancers. And this is just isn't for people who can't perform. This is for anyone who wants uh, something a little extra. Look, Blue Chew is prescribed online, ships to your door, discreet package, no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, no awkwardness. In fact, the only awkwardness involved in Blue Chew is knowing that my mom is probably still listening. Made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. All of that just by going to BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. Once again, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB. Try it for free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, and faster choice. Thank you for sponsoring the Locked On MLB podcast. All right, there's a very important series that's starting today, which is the Yankees versus the Rays. Uh, they seem to be flip-flopping who's in first place, who's not. In fact, I have to actually remember who, who is in first place right now. Oh, uh, the Yankees are in first place right now by half a game. I, actually, I honestly didn't remember until I just checked back on my MLB.com app. They've just been flip-flopping. Uh, it's good the Red Sox have won five in a row, and they're now five and a half back of the Yankees right now, hanging around. But right now, it really does look like the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays are the best teams in that division. And it's important for, for both of those teams to win, as I, as I made the point, as I made the point that these are games like the Philadelphia versus Atlanta games. These are games you want to bank right now. But there's a team I'm going to bring up, which I think is important, because they're a team that is at that crossroad. You know, I said the first third of the season, you got to figure out, okay, it's too early to figure out what you are yet. You know, you, well, we're, we're on first place on May 1st. Who cares? It's too early to tell. After Memorial Day, the middle third is when you have to start making hard decisions. The middle third is, are we a contender or are we not? If we're a contender, great. If we're on the periphery, do we make improvements to go for it? And if we're not, if we're falling out of it, do we cut bait and try to get younger? Now, the Cleveland Indians were a sub-500 team at the beginning of June, June 2nd. They were under 500 and trailing this Minnesota twin team, which is a runaway train right now. And as of this recording, has the best record in baseball, at least by terms of winning percentage. And so the and the Indians who tried out Hanley Ramirez, who tried out Carlos Gonzalez, trying anyone out to see if they could fill that void at the DH and have Carlos Carrasco as a blood thing. Mike Clevenger's on the DL. Corey Kluber's on the DL. Danny Salazar's, I'm sorry, the IL. Old habits die hard. But a, a rotation of Kluber, Clevenger, 
Carrasco and Salazar healthy is as good as any rotation in baseball. But and they're currently all on the injured list. Clevenger is coming off today. Throw in Otero. Throw in Bradley Zimmer. There's so much injuries. And they're getting a crap season from Jason Kipnis. Sub 500. And you look up and you say, well, Trevor Bauer and, and Hand, they're, they're both having all-star caliber seasons. Carlos Santana is having a fine season. They all can fetch something. Is this the end? Lindor's time with the Indians is tick-tocking to the end. Is this going to be another sad chapter of Cleveland baseball where they had a lot of talent, they got real close, but they couldn't get over the hump? This team, which was one swing away from winning the World Series, one home run in the bottom of the ninth off of a tire to roll Chapman, and the Indians would have won the World Series in 2016. The series they had a three games to one lead in, a series that they had a lead in a potential clinching game five. The Rajay Davis home run and everything in Game 7. Is this it? And should they cut bait and say, look, it, we got to get something for these players. It's over. Well, since the beginning of June, they've gone on a bit of a winning streak. In fact, only the Houston Astros have had a better uh, last few weeks than the Cleveland Indians. And all of a sudden, they're, they're now five games over five hundred. I believe that's true. Is that five games over 500 that they are right now? Sure. They are four games under 500. Sorry. I, uh, off by one. But in the middle of a three-game winning streak, winning seven of their last ten games, and let's say these two things happen. The Indians, with a newly activated by Clevenger, are playing the Texas Rangers. That's who they're up against. And let's just say, you know, anything could happen in one game. Clevenger is back. They're playing Miner, who is having uh, a wonderful season. But, you know, any team can win. Any team can lose. And let's just say the Indians win this. Oh, sorry. They're playing Lance Lynn. I'm sorry. Not not Meyer. Lance Lynn is pitching for Texas. And Lynn's been fine, but not he's not a world beater. And let's say the Indians win that game. Okay. That's one game. Let's say that happens. Meanwhile, the Red Sox are going to throw Rick Porcello. Barrios is pitching for the Twins in that game. And Barrios is a potential Cy Young contender. He's pitching very, very well this year. I think he's going to be an all-star. And the Twins have an offense that can score at will. And Porcello has been up and down. So let's say these two things happen. The Twins win and the Indians win. Those two things happen. If that happens then we will be on we'll wake up on the morning of June 18th with the Cleveland Indians as one of the wild card teams by themselves that's all they have to do to get a wild card spot right now at this point in the season is to win tomorrow and have the Red Sox lose to Minnesota then they that then they would slide into that second wild card spot and this is when the gut check time hurts, do you look at yourself and say, wait a minute, we're a playoff team now. With a little more than half the season to go, we're in a position where we control our own destiny. And what happens if Kluber comes back from injury? What happens if Clevenger comes back from injury? What happens if a team that's looking to cut bait trades away a a slugger and all of a sudden you have a big bat in the middle of their lineup? And all of a sudden, 
they're probably not going to get Salazar and Carrasco back, but Bieber, Bowers, Clevenger, Kluber. What if that's the rotation? And the way that Bowers pitching this year, you don't need Kluber to have a Cy Young season. And they still have been and have some decent bullpen pieces that they have. And what if some of their slumping players like Kipnis or Ramirez have a better second half? And they put themselves in a position to get back in the postseason. You have a one-game playoff with a good pitching staff. And what if you wake up and you say, oh, we're playing the Twins in the, in the division series? What if the Indians find themselves in a position in mid-June and say, wait a minute, we're a playoff team. We can't sell. This could be our shot. We could 2014 Giants this. Yes, I turned 2014 Giants into a verb, but they went from being the visiting team in the wild card game to winning the World Series. There's a possible track, and it usually happens when you have a deep pitching staff. And the Indians have talent in their pitching staff. Two plausible things happening tomorrow. They're a team in mid-June with about a month and a half to go before the trade deadline saying, well, geez, we could trade Trevor Bauer and get a big package for him. We could trade some of our other pieces and get, we could wake up with three or four key rebuilding pieces. Or we can say, we're in it now. This is when it's gut check time, especially for a team like Cleveland that doesn't have the deepest pockets in the world. I mentioned Wade Davis earlier in this podcast. Wade Davis was part of a Kansas City Royals team that had a very small window of opportunity. Boom, boom. Two straight World Series. They won one of them. When they broke that team up, sent Moustakas here and Lorenzo Cain there. Actually, they sent them both to the same place. They wanted both in the same place, but uh, you know what I mean. And Davis was dealt over this, over his shoulder there. and Other pieces and Hosmer winds up walking to San Diego. There isn't that hangdog feel in Kansas City because at least that team delivered. Can Cleveland afford to look their fans in the eyes and say, hey, look it, we have an outside shot here. Are they going to beat Houston? Probably not. But I didn't think the Yankees were going to beat Cleveland in 2017 when they had arguably their strongest team. So this is gut check time in Cleveland. What are you? Right now, you're knocking on a playoff spot. Your summer score could be one. Follow Sully Baseball on Twitter to follow the summer score. The Indians could put themselves in a position where they say, hey, look, we could punch a playoff ticket and take our chances and go for it. Sometimes the team of a run, of a world championship run, that actually pulls it off and wins is not always the strongest one. The Tony La Russa Cardinal teams won twice, and you could make a real strong argument that the 2006 and the 2011 Cardinals, who both were champions, were the absolute weakest teams of those La Russa championship teams. I think the best Cardinal team was probably 2005, the one who lost to the Houston Astros in the NLCS, where everyone remembers the Albert Bell home run, but that's neither here nor there. Gut check time in Cleveland. It's no longer April and May. 
In a couple weeks, it will be July. And this is when trade deadline stuff gets real. Look at the mirror, Cleveland. You're a few players coming off the injured list away from being the team that everyone thought you were going to be. I'm interested. Let's see what you got. And you can see what I got if you subscribe via the Himalaya Podcast app. And here's what I want you to do. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnMLB. You could also follow me at Sully Baseball on Twitter. But follow us and send us questions. Questions that you want me to answer. And I'm going to do it on a live podcast that we're going to do on Tuesday. That being tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun. Check out Locked On MLB on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you follow me at Sully Baseball, I'll forward all the stuff from those as well for instructions on how to send in questions and participate in what should be a fun podcast that we're going to do tomorrow. So the Tuesday podcast is going to air a lot later than normal. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten you. Your pal Sully is there. We're still floating around the, the River Sully here on the SS Locked On MLB. Subscribe to us by the Hibalaya Podcasting app and by Google Podcast, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, all the places you get podcasts. And please, when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Podcast Lockdown MLB or check out some of the other really terrific, and I mean some of these are really great, podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It really is your team every day. This has been the Lockdown MLB Podcast for today, Monday, June 17th, 2019. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sullivan.